Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Jarek Lasford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and also as well, Pop Culture Cosmos as well. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out <laughs> the comments are starting already. Z is one mad individual right there for you. But if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source. Of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com or our live watch party. These guys were talking up a storm. Sean Grice was hosting. Joe Sorrell was sharing his thoughts. Nick Medina, he was actually very good as well on the, on the mic. So go ahead and check out what these guys were talking about today right there for you at playback.tv slash Sacred Fast Break at every time we go on the air for our watch parties. Plus also as well, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Shout out to Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet and our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. If you can support all of them, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, already the comments in the world's best Lakers chat room have already started. The Lakers, unfortunately, head into the second half of the NBA season, much as it did in the first, with another truly disappointing game and poor execution down the stretch. They worked so hard all game long to climb up that mountain after they gave up a considerable lead. I I think it's actually 17 to 19 point lead up to Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks in the first half. They worked so hard to get back, worked so hard to get ahead and pull ahead in the fourth quarter. But stop me if you've heard this before, 19,000 times in the first half of the season, but the Lakers, again, couldn't execute well down the stretch. Gave up a three-pointer to Luka Doncic with just a few seconds left to send the game into overtime. There, the Lakers again had another opportunity again to go ahead and execute down the stretch, but didn't. So went to a second overtime, and 
too much Mavericks for the Los Angeles Lakers as they end up losing in double overtime, 119 to 115 to go, 19 and 23. So instead of starting the five-game homestand on a great note, and instead of gaining some ground in the Western Conference, the Lakers bungle an opportunity to go ahead and get themselves even closer to the 500 mark. Instead, they're drifting a little bit farther away. And here today to talk about the game, the disappointment, why in the world Myers Leonard is being tried out, and also thoughts on the NBA observations as we head into the second half of the season. It's a good man indeed to start off the show. He is man behind the LakersBall.com. It's Ox1947. Also as well, Simblades, if you want your lawn transformed and you're in the Southern California area, go ahead and check them out today. Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, as you were going through the ups and downs of the game, I was just hearkening back to our entire season to date so far in the first half. This didn't seem out of the norm. I think you're making it worse than it actually was. If, if you were, yeah, you, they were playing well until not being able to guard. Sean Luke. says no. The problem is if Luca doesn't make those shots, we're not talking about the game being a negative. The game, they played well. The problem is they can't close. Uh, the Stars can't close. It's not just LeBron either. And LeBron, by the way, has been doing this his entire career. So we're not getting on a 20-year vet here. LeBron was doing this before. And it's likely cost him a couple championships because of it. But I digress. Uh, we missed free throws in Philly. We missed free throws. Uh, what was the, the, the game after that one? I, I totally went blank. Um, in Indiana. Indiana. And this is a mental mental fortitude game. You have to finish the game. As the great Mike Webster used to say, professional football player for the Steelers, Hall of Famer, center in the 70s, you got to finish the game. You have to finish the game. And as far as Z talking about Darvin Ham, I, I can't argue against that because Darvin Ham can't draw up a, a shot to save his life. Um, I mean, seriously, dude, what the freak are you doing? It's like your, your, your idea is to give it to Troy Brown Jr. Even though he missed or got fouled. I don't care. Look, they don't call those fouls 90% of the time. We know it's not right. Stu always talks about that. It's been talking about it for years. Expect that they're not because now if they call it, then you guys are going to get all over the refs. And then Sports Center and us and everybody like, see what the refs do. Uh. So that's the one part where you guys kind of dug your own hole there. You want them to call that shot? I mean, come on. LeBron went to the basket finally only to get blocked. But I think he should have done that before regulation ended because he got the ball quick and – the defense was spread out, but apparently some guy sitting in his underwear at home can recognize this. That's a joke, guys. I'm not in my underwear. I'm wearing pants. Thank goodness. But Darvin Ham, I'm writing you another email now for that. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> but Darvin Ham can't construct a last-second shot. 
I'll just hit the spam button again. <laughs> you will you will read it and you will like it. All right. Petting my cat. I <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers by the way, guys, ended by the way, Z, 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 in this in this overly sensitive world that we live in, uh, I'm not going to name any names. You guys can harp on me all you want because that's why I'm here. I'm here to talk smack, talk knowledge, and make life a living hell for Gerald. That's and that is all good well. TV. That's all Nobody good TV. And I love good TV. Yeah. So. No, I didn't think it was there. I did not I I my interpretation sorry guys was that they played a hell of a game until it mattered. So whatever you guys want to say after when it mattered you're 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 probably right. So it's it's just a it's a burner and and I just I don't know. I we need our team intact here. We we, we don't have the ability to to put somebody else in there to really finish things off. You're even missing your what what's our clutch guy, which is Reeves. We Would need... you have fouled Luca on that first three pointer? No, in regulation. No, yes. and have him try to take the free throws, the two free throws. Um, well, he was struggling, so maybe there's some merit there. But you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking he's going to hit a 28 foot three. No. Um, it's just I don't know. It's 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 a hard it's a hard. It's a hard question to answer because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If they double him, then they give it to Dinwiddie and he hits a three, and then you're like, "Why is he open? Why did you double?" It's it's a it's a in the moment decision, in the moment uh, reaction. I think I think what's really frustrating about uh, what didn't happen strategically, Gerald, is that Luka Doncic was able to play in. Double OT with five personal fouls. He didn't try and get him at the bucket at least once. Mm-hmm. And you're point. and you're right. That's frustrating. John John uh, had a funny uh, line there. I'm I'm starting to get with the the fire ham chance in the crowd. You know what? This was another case of Darvin Ham being out coach. I agree with you. I mean, we talked about the early part where everybody wanted to fire Ham. Then as it got closer to halfway point, we saw some signs that maybe Darvin Ham is learning and actually paying him some compliments on some good things that he's doing with the team. But then we see nights like tonight that there's a long way to go because he can absolutely get outcoached. And we saw that tonight. Do you agree? Disagree, Sean? I agree 100%, Gerald. And, you know, Jason Kidd has coached over, uh, I think it's now close to 500 games as an NBA head coach. As far as NBA head coaches go, I I would put him in the average category. I wouldn't say he's he's uh, one of the better coaches, but it's it's hard it's hard at times to get a coached by him. But Darvin Ham found a way again, and. What's what's more frustrating is not only are you giving these games away, but you're going to need two or three of these at the end of the season if you're competing with the Mavs or the Kings or the Suns for that fifth or sixth spot. You're going to need these these games, and they've just given another one away. 
I agree with Jeff, though. Jeff has a point that both you and Joe were making in regards to winning these type of games. I mean, there's four at least, at least four that the Lakers should have won now. They're putting them in a much better position. And Joe said, you know, similar to what Jeff was talking about, why didn't LeBron drive to the basket every time he had the ball? So, Joe, I ask you this, my friend, you know, like like Sean pointed out, five fouls on Luka. I would go at him every single time. He's a defensive liability in the first place, and this would have made it even so much more worse for him. There's a mental part of the game that very few people can master. It's just, it's, it's, uh, you know, Robert, we were talking about Robert Ori during the, during the show, Robert Ori was disliked by obviously Andy, uh, Danny Ainge. And we know about the towel throwing thing. And if you go, if you look at it from an objective standpoint, you probably, Danny had a probably a legitimate argument on probably why he was mad. We never knew what it was, but later on, we knew Robert Ori had said that he through the grapevine. He had heard that Phil Jackson didn't like Robert Ori. And the reason why he didn't is Robert Ori never really gave it all his all every time. And at that at that time, you had a 6'10 guy that could shoot lights out from deep, had a lot of ability to be great, but he wasn't because he was lazy. So, but where he made it where he made up for it was he was always there when it mattered in the end. Now it may have cost him a Hall of Fame bid, but he was great where it mattered. LeBron is like the opposite. LeBron is probably the greatest, I could argue, is the greatest three-and-a-half quarter player ever. But, boy, that last six minutes of the game, this is not just tonight. And this is not about him playing for 20 years. I guess if it was happening now for the first time, I'd be like, guys, he – his mind and body might not be all there, but this is stuff I had seen 10 years ago. This is the stuff that they always used to say that LeBron always did the right thing. Is doing the right thing always what you're supposed to do in life? I'm, <laughs> I had a really good uh, example, but I don't want to veer off sports. But let's just say if a player says to the coach, give me the ball. And the coach goes, no, I'm going to give it to him. And then that player goes and wins the game. Did he, he, he did wrong, right? He didn't listen to the coach, but he won the game. Sometimes you got to do a little wrong. Yeah, I, I, I've got a good example for you, Joe. Uh, I think it'll illustrate your point. When uh, a few, think about a decade ago, um longer than that actually the the new england patriots selected uh, sean springs as a cornerback and uh they were playing the miami dolphins and belichick tells this story about how sean springs didn't didn't uh commit to his assignment he left his man however it was at the one yard line and he intercepted the ball but Bill Belichick, instead of congratulating him, benched him for the rest of the game because he said, you missed your assignment, you didn't do your job, and I ha- you're not better than anybody else on the team. So I had to make an example out of you. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone copy, version you know. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yep. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want to. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I can say for tonight, LeBron is just really... I don't know if you want to say he's the sole reason why that the Lakers didn't uh, finish off this game, but he is struggled. He struggled 24 points, but that's on nine of 28 shooting 0 for seven with three. He just needs to stop shooting threes at this point. I think that it's not the struggle. It's it's, it's not the struggle of that. 16 rebounds and nine assists. That's great. But yeah, I mean, just seriously, just the shooting, he needs to drive the ball more inside, especially with Luke at five. And the problem is Darvin Ham is not doing me any favors. You know, when you're a coach, you're supposed to recognize, yeah, my star is LeBron James, but LeBron James does not, take the damn last shot for some reason 90% of the time. And uh, Nick said something right before we went off air where maybe LeBron didn't want to go to the basket because he was worried about getting fouled and missing two free throws. Now, I quickly mm-hmm. went like, eh, really? I'd rather – but then after a while, I started thinking about it. I'm like, is that really what he's thinking about? Is he really thinking that? I think so. Well, if that's the case, then Darvin Ham, you're the coach – you should have a pulse on this team by now. Then get the ball to Schroeder. Tell him to get to the basket because that's the only guy that I've seen in the last few weeks that's been able to get to the basket. And then try to concoct a freaking something to where you can do some kind of pick and roll and get an open shot. Or put in Bryant, who's been hitting those mid-ranges, do a pick and roll with Schroeder. Guys, I, I, I don't – this is the part that frustrates me. It's not so much about the loss. It's what's not being done by professional coaches and professional players. I'm some guy in the middle of nowhere recognizing this, but why is why is why are these people not recognizing? That's their job. Why isn't someone from upstairs talking about it? Why isn't any commentator who who watches the game apparently? I don't know if they probably just look at the box scores and just yeah. Why why aren't these things being conveyed? And well, explained? You, know, you know something, Joe? You know what the problem is? You have somebody upstairs sitting in the big chair who hired him, 
who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about or doesn't know how to explain to his head coach what he's seeing and what you're seeing and convey it in, in a rational, competent, respectful way. I don't think that's possible. So everybody has to go through performance appraisals. Everybody. Well, you gentlemen, don't you own your own companies, but for some of us, you have to go through a performance appraisal. And honestly, Joe, I don't think Rob Polinka can give har- him a fair performance. Rob Polinka was a player. What he's looking at. Rob was a player. He played. Uh, granted, it wasn't the NBA, but he knows basketball. Yes. He theoretically. knows that. The, the thing we harp on Rob is he doesn't know how to do transactions correctly, which makes I don't sense. Think he evaluate ta- evaluates talent. And right most well. don't. Most don't. And even. Even when Phil Jackson took the job in New York, I'm sitting there going, "Is is is Phil Phil Jackson couldn't coach because he couldn't get on planes anymore? He's going to go to gyms and go find talent. Why is he taking that job other than for money? Well, that was a disaster waiting to happen. I, I, I to me these this, these billionaires and these millionaires that are just complete. Before. Well, we 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 all we all want the Lakers to do well, and and part part of that process is. Darvin Ham doing well. The problem is if you have the blind leading the blind, you're blind. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to, guys. I, I, I we would have been fine for a minute if they if Luca doesn't hit that three. We go into it going, you know, we played well, we dug ourselves home and got in. But that's exactly the point. The point is you have to factor in that you are going to have a Luca that's going to hit those shots. Heck, we got. 20 years of that with Kobe. Kobe, that was a Kobe move. That that those that was a that was Kobe and Luca, but it was Dallas. That's what I saw. Kobe would always do that to the other team. And we're sitting there going, this guy, this guy. And the other team's like, God damn, put two guys on him, put eight guys on him. What the hell? Why'd you leave him open? Dude, he's 28 feet away. What do you mean leave him open? Um it's it's just not you have to you have to adapt to that. How can you adapt to that? Well, you can adapt by creating a nice play that can give you a shot at winning instead of dribble, 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 and then wait for the defense to set, which is what's been pissing me off. Why are you letting them set? As soon as he got that ball, LeBron, before regulation on that last shot, go to the hole. Why did you wait? Everyone was spread out. What are you waiting for? That's stuff the coach needs to recognize. Now, unless... He knows what's going on, and these guys are completely ignoring him. Okay, but at the same time, after a while, dude, if you keep ignoring me, I'm going to freaking put a bullhorn to your ear. Dude, what are you doing? I told you to go to the hole right when you got the ball. You had the ball right there. All you had to do was just go. But it's it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff that that kind of gets put into a game, and you have to constantly adapt to what's happening, and – Unfortunately, the, the Lakers are not good at adapting in the end. And LeBron James has always been this player. He doesn't know how to finish a game a, a lot of times. He just doesn't. He's a great front runner, but he's really bad at coming back. Two things, though, I want to add in. Once again, the Lakers, unfortunately, fall in double overtime, 119 to 115. Zanger Science said it correctly. It's really hard to go. I, I, you hear, don't hear me going transition, transition, transition today because Luca slows the pace down at all, you know, every single time. So it's really hard to go ahead and keep a consistent high pace when Luca is really slowing the ball down. 
And for me, the second thing is he is such a liability defensively. You've got to focus in on that. And the fact he had five fouls on top of it just stresses the point. Go at him each and every time. If you lose, you lose. But at least you go out playing the smartest angle of it all. I still would have fouled him as far as in the regulation instead of him taking the last three. But that's, again, that's a two for three. That's always an argument. What do you do? Do you foul and just head in the line? Or do you try to, you know, get, have him go and take the shot, the lower percentage shot? You know, that's always a hear it say, because I, I, you can't say anybody's 100% wrong on that. But the guy had five fouls, and he's a liability on defense. He doesn't want to play defense in the first place. Sean, I really am stressing the fact that that's where you should have targeted. That, like you said, that's where they should have gone each and every time. LeBron should have posted him up each and every time and see what we could do. Hundred percent, Gerald. I would have. I would have played the percentages there. We're just gonna pound the ball inside until he gets his sixth foul, and then he's out of the game. And guess what? The Mavs—they're not bobbing up and down in the water anymore because they're gonna drown. He is their Mavs. It's. Uh, can give you some good play here and there. Christian yes, he Wood, can... you saw, can give you some good play here and there. But it all runs around Luka Doncic. It all runs around Luka, Luka, Gerald. Um, you're right. It, at times, you can rely on Spencer Dinwiddie or Christian Wood. But, but let's be honest. Uh, Luka's the only consistent threat they have offensively. And, and they can leak oil like the, be- like the best and worst of, uh, of a team. And when he's not in there and he's not effective, they're leaking oil. And that's what we needed to do. And like you said, Gerald, for whatever reason, LeBron decided I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pound the ball inside. Bully ball worked for for 40 minutes, but for some reason, I don't think it's gonna work in the last two. I didn't understand this strategy. I I, I think I think we need to separate the physical part and the mental part. LeBron backing somebody down late in a game after 20 years in the NBA plus playoffs. I get that if he's tired. It makes sense, okay? My issue isn't the physical part. My issue is the decision-making and the strategy of what's going on. I understand LeBron might be tired. It makes sense. He almost played a full game today, tonight. I get that, and I want, I want to make that very clear because you're kind of being inconsiderate at that point if you're blaming LeBron for not going to the basket every single time dude that's a taxing task it's very taxing what i don't understand is why are you giving the ball to troy brown jr in a last second shot that's like kobe passing to shannon brown in the late 2000s when the hell did you ever see that never when the hell did you ever see that you never never saw that because shannon brown can't make that shot and that's not the kind of player he is and neither is Troy Brown Jr. It's just it doesn't make any sense. And this is not an isolated, it's not a tonight game. Like, okay, if it was tonight's game, well, they, they flustered at the last second on this one. Sorry. No, this is an ongoing issue. He keeps passing the right play out. No, the right play is getting that goddamn ball in the basket. And if you see an opening, go, go for it. Or put a guy who's actually making mid-range shots and let the guy who can handle the ball besides LeBron do a pick and roll with him. Let him 
let them commit, and then let Thomas Bryant hit a uh, a mid-range shot, which he's been consistently making. Dude, am I am I really going to have to explain how to play basketball tonight to the Lakers? This is stuff I'm watching. This is stuff I'm paying attention to. Why aren't they? Why aren't they paying attention? If LeBron doesn't want to have anything to do with the last-second shot, use what you have. Use the guy that can actually make a mid-range shot and use the other guard that can get penetration and draw the other guy in. And if it's- he doesn't get drawn in... If they stick to one-on-one, then he's going to go to the basket and make the layup because we can't expect Russell Westbrook to make a layup. And, we know Schroeder can. And that's what Luca. And that's what Luca t- did himself. He played the percentage game with five fouls. Oh, I have Thomas Bryan at the t- at the top of the key. Well, he has no verticality and he has no lateral quickness, so I'm just going to use both of them. And he killed us. He killed us on those pick and rolls over and over again. It was either lobs at the basket or he would just shoot like Zanger was saying. He would just kill Thomas Bryant. Uh, but LeBron had rolls. five days off. And to be yeah. shooting so bad for a guy that had five days off, uh, that's that's extremely disappointing. The Lakers had two days off, yes. But when LeBron takes five days off, you give him that extra game, the ones that Joe always complains about, and rightly so. And you still don't get the performance on the back end that you think you're going to get from LeBron. It's highly perplexing that he allowed him, or you, you know, of course you you have to allow him, but it's per- highly perplexing that you go ahead and say yes or agree to him taking out himself on the Monday game when you could have had a chance to win that game as you, well. You you it, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record here and say the obvious. I would rather you play your heart out for 14 years than play lackadaisical for 20. And maybe that's what they used to do. And I know why they do it the way they do it now. It's because they want to earn another $400 million in the last six years. So, okay. I guess that makes sense, literally. But it creates what, what we see here. It creates a inferior game. And in the end... It doesn't matter because we're still watching. So maybe a lot of the frustration on my part is I can't get away from it. And I want to. I want to stop watching what they're doing now because I don't like it. But we have a show we're building. I love the Lakers and I love sports. So they got me by the balls. One or the other. (laughs) Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do fall in overtime. Double overtime, 119 to 115. It's Joe Sorrow, and I didn't get a chance to introduce him because he came right in here in the conversation. It's the madman from Toronto, the guy who just can't get out of Toronto traffic. It is the magic man, Sean Grice, along with Ox1947 and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciated. <sighs> the Lakers just can't get out of their own way. They just do not like prosperity. The, all that... Good vibes from the five-game winning streak are, are now evaporated as the team goes 19-23. and 23. I want to go ahead and touch on some things before we head on out, including the second half of the season for the Lakers. Obviously, it didn't start off on the best note, Sean. Going in, the Lakers really had a chance to go ahead and, and make some waves, start this, this homestand strong. What are your thoughts on the second half of the season with the Lakers and what they can do from there? Because I know obviously speculation when it comes to the trade market, what Lakers, if anything, are they going to do in regards to getting more talent onto the roster? 
There's also talk of what we see as far as, oh, let's bring in Myers, Myers Leonard for a workout or Boogie Cousins for a workout. I really think with what we've seen from Thomas Bryant, I really don't see the, the need to bring in another guy as to sit on the bench as a seven-foot stiff. But your thoughts on the second half of the season, what the Lakers can do to right the ship, they're not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. All these teams, there's so many teams right around 500. There is every bit in the world if the Lakers go on another hot streak like they did, they'll get back into it real quick. Uh, yes, Gerald, that's true. Um, and that's a good segue into uh, something I wanted uh, to bring up. Um, PMC had a great question. He asked us, is this season salvageable? And while I would say that Rob Palenka did pick up a lot of our bench from the actual salvage yard, um, <laughs> we've seen enough games at this point to say this is the Stevens is the salvageable uh, with this roster? Uh, short answer: No, with a but. Long answer: Yes, with an if. Um, they need to make a move. That's a hundred percent the case. We're just so damn small. The, I mean, the Mavs took advantage of it in the front court and the back court tonight. All of it. Our length and lack of length showed up at the, the tip of the ball, Gerald. We lost every single tip off tonight. Every single one. Um, We got taken advantage at the rim. We've got taken advantage of on the perimeter. Our defense is terrible. I, 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 I've been calling it wetting the bed all year, and I'm going to continue to call it that because that's what they do until they get some 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 reinforcements in there with some height and a little bit of jam. I don't, I don't see us going that far, man. I really don't. I, I think it's win five, lose four, win six, lose four, seven, until you actually bring in some consistent threats on the perimeter from a defensive point of view. And also as well, I want to mention that, yes, the Lakers did, unfortunately, just could not find a way to win, could not find a way to go ahead and make the right calls when we can see this. That's a shame, Joe. We can see this going on all the time. The problem is, can the Lakers get it done? They can't. They seemingly make the wrong choices at the wrong times. That's what an under 500 team does. Yeah, you are what your record is, as Bill Parcells used to say. And last second shots are dreadful. They're like I feel the dread before we get to that part of the game because I just assume that we're going to go into overtime if it's tied. Yeah, or we're going to lose because it's just. I have zero confidence in, in LeBron James at the end of games. And this has been a five-year watch. And before he became a Laker, it was also a, uh, a problem. He, he's, he's hit a couple of last-second shots. He's probably made the most famous block in NBA history at the end of a game. But he's just not a clutch player. He's not a bona fide, confident guy. He's not going to... He's not going to clear that hill. 
he will never be the clearing of the hill guy. He'll clear the hill if everything's okay on the other end. Uh, sorry to go into war cliches, but that's the only thing I, that came to my mind right now. However, it's the coach's job, just like Phil Jackson. We talked about this during playback. I'm sure you remember this, Gerald. For those of you who didn't hear it, it would have been nice, you know, come come to playback and watch the game with us. It's a, it's an entertaining two and a half hours or four hours if you watch a Laker game because they always seem to go overtime. Um, but he, Phil Jackson, what makes Phil Jackson great? A lot of people will say, oh, well, he had Michael Jordan and he had Pippen and he had Shaq and Kobe. No, no. Once you go back and watch that playoff game in 94 when he decided to use Kukoc as a last-second shot guy versus Pippen and what happened. And what happened after the the little tiff that Pippen, Pippen had. Kukoc dropped the game winner. You need he to did. start making decisions as a leader on what your team's strengths are. Now, Reeves wasn't in this game. Reeves is kind of our clutch player, right? He's the guy that's been hitting these a few of these last-second shots. But as a coach, someone who's been told that, that we're being told is a good coach, I haven't seen it yet, but that's what they're telling me. Can you can you put something together that, that can give us a shot here? Instead of not only missing the shot, but almost every time it's some discombobulated dis- mess. Like, when do you prepare? If you set up the perfect play and the guy misses i'm i'm not gonna blame you i'm not gonna blame you darvin ham i know what a legitimate play is the guy misses the shot all right well hey guys he drew it up you had an open 22 footer you missed it instead it's always this some guy gets the ball lebron dribbles for four seconds when you only have eight and all of a sudden he does this kind of stuff passes it and then the other guy's doing one of these it's like is that how you guys do it in practice because if that's how you're doing it, then you need to go. Go find a coach that knows how to draw up a simple play. And LeBron James, we're going to be hard on you, – you have to be hard on LeBron James. You cannot be the greatest player of all time, okay? Forget about the, his career right now. You cannot be the greatest of all time and capable of playing, which you are. you got 24-16 tonight in your 20th season. You're capable of playing. Guys that are – not capable of doing that or not doing that. You're doing it. Can you at least use the experience of the last 20 years? And again, they, and I say they as in the usually the schmucks on TV. You keep telling me this guy's a genius. What's your definition of a genius? A basketball genius who can't run a simple play at the end of the game over and over and over again. You know why, guys? Pressure. What, what, we kept we kept we kept quoting Rashad Rashid Wallace tonight too. What happens to that? What happens to that thing? It tightens up a little bit, right? Pressure, pressure tightens this up. So that's pressure. when you get all flustered, right? When you're pressured, you get flustered. Pressure creates pressure creates diamonds, but it can also burst pipes. We saw that tonight. Just saying, guys. I'm I'm I can I, this is going to be interpreted. For, for the LeBron fans, they're probably going to be like, Joe, you're just being the, the jerk. You're being a hard on this guy. Yeah, I, you, I can see how that could be looked at. I can see it because 20 years, right? But 
It's just like when a guy's injured. If you're playing, I don't care. If you're playing, you're you're you're, you're playing. So I'm and and you want to be the greatest of all time. You think you're the greatest of all time. Can you then at least use this then? Make the right call. Make the right play. What's the right play? No, the right play isn't always give it to the open guy because the other open guy is Troy Brown Jr. You can't give that guy that ball. I don't care how open he is. He's not made for that. I'm just saying, am I wrong? Am I am I speaking out of terms here? I'll I'll do respect to Troy Brown Jr., but I'm not trusting, I'm not trusting him to win a ball game. It's not his game. That's not his responsibility. He's a minimum player. Come on. When is Darvin Ham going to sit down and go, I'm an NBA coach of the LA Lakers, run a damn play that works? If he doesn't make the shot, then fine. We know the difference. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I do want to mention Catherine Johnson asked about Jay Huff. I've mentioned Jay Huff previously on the program before as an option the Lakers go to if they're really infatuated with bringing another seven-footer here. He was with the team during training camp and one of their yeah 100 percent Gerald I, I think but, he's just a better younger option yeah. right now than Boogie or Myers Leonard yeah forget Myers Leonard forget Cody Zeller I, do, I don't think I don't think a center is the right deal anyways no. but if, if you're infatuated with it go with Jay Huff he's averaging 16 7 and three blocks at South Bay right now so. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Gerald Glassford, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, Jay Huff has some verticality yeah. uh, as opposed to Thomas Bryant. So, I mean, w- what we're going to lose in maybe lateral quickness. That too, John. That too. Yeah. As far as Myers Leonard is concerned. Well, yeah, that that's that's not a good thing. Um, he's a little I, slow, Huff is. I understand. That's why he's not on the team now, and Damian Jones beat him out. I remember Damian Jones is actually supposed to be the starting center for the team, and that's how – look how that's worked out. But Yeah, yeah. So, you know what, Catherine? Unfortunately, we gave our two-way deals to Cole Swider and Scottie Pippen Jr. So those are our two two-ways right now. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jay Huff signed an Exhibit 10 co- deal. But then he got waived, and now he's back. So uh, it's like Gerald was saying: if 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 we're all out of options here in the front court, yeah, I'd rather see. Uh, but Jay the, the answer is not with the with a five. Thomas no, Bryant has been no. playing very adequately. Wenyan Gabriel has has given you a lot of energy we, off the bench. You're not even playing Damian Jones, so that position, unless you're going to waive Damian Jones, is really not not where you should be focusing on. If you need to go ahead and focus. Focus on the areas that are going to help you better and help you more. Wings, as as John was talking about, John McCallion from the John McCallion channel on YouTube, he's back to go up and doing some great shows now. So go ahead and check him out and subscribe while you're there. Also, as well as some guards. Try to go ahead and get some taller guards so you can make Zangerstein's life a little bit easier. For God's sakes, she says every single time about as far as the height issues, yet you've got 6'8 Luca on Dennis Schroeder. 
for a great portion of the game. That's a recipe for disaster as well. If not, Patrick Beverly is usually on him, and that's even worse. I, it is. It is worse. It's that is a lose lose situation if I've ever heard one. Bo- both of those scenarios. Um, yeah, you know what? Our perimeter defense is just it's it's. We have the seventh best offense in the NBA with with jack crap shooting, jack crap shooting, and we're seventh in the NBA in offense. Yeah, center center issue ain't the ain't the problem. The problem is on the perimeter when you got six one and a half guys trying can't to can't bo- shoot the ball. Jesus, I I can't believe that Rob Polinka is watching this crap and thinking, oh, well, yeah, I'm a genius. I, I put I put a a really good NBA. No, you didn't, Rob. Not this year. The you Lakers put... shot 24% from three. That How is, bad is that? That is really bad. That is really bad, Gerald. That is... Uh, uh, you know something? Tonight, it is on LeBron. He took... The easy way out tonight. Just... Well, he looked gassed, and he got five days off. That's what bothers me. You give him five yes. days off, and he still gives you this performance. That's very troubling to me. Joe, I, I mean, you've said it yourself agree, as Joe. far as his 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 decisions down the stretch. But <laughs> all game long, if he has even a decent game after five days off, the Lakers go home a winner. My issue with LeBron is – what's been his issue and what's going to keep him from being the greatest of all time. And that's just not being able to, that's pretty much blue balling it at the end of every game. He's a, he's, he's just not a clutch guy. He never has been. And any great player, any all time great, uh, that's sitting at the one spot. That's not an argument. You talk about Tom Brady being number one. You talk about, Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, Wayne Gretzky. If you had to pick all of the major four, let's say. Messi just clinched his first World Cup, which, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you're going to be an all time, if you're going to be the, the number one spot, if you're going to, if you think you're the number one spot, you don't have deficiencies. You just don't. Even if they get to 70% on their free throws, they win the game. We're, we're, we're nitpicking it, guys. Luca doesn't make that three. This is a win. We're, we're doing jumping jacks right now. Which I'm, three? I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about <laughs> – good point. I'm not talking about their, their – their, I'm not going to go into the free throw misses and all that. They had this game won. And they had an opportunity to end it, even when it wasn't when it was tied a couple times. And they keep creating the same problem at the end of the game for themselves. The issue tonight is their inability to be to have enough fortitude to execute a plan, and that's it. That's that's where I'm sitting at right now. And when you have a self-proclaimed best player ever on the team who's still capable being as flustered as a 10 day 10 year 10 10 day contract guy what is that what is that supposed to 
what is that supposed to make us feel? That means the three, three or four games that we should have won, we would have won if you had enough gumption to, to, to execute the plan and, and make the play that needed to be made to win the game. It's, it's constant. It's constant. And it sucks too, because AD hasn't been playing and we're, we were winning some of these games and I, 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 that, that sitting, sitting that Denver game was just, that still bothered me up until today because I, I just, it's just a loser's mentality. I, I, I just don't, I don't, I just can't, I can't, I can't connect with that. I just cannot connect with it. Well, what bothers of- me is that you give him five days off and he should come in sharp. LeBron, you know, at his age, you know, I understand he gets tired easier. I understand all that, but the parameter is five days off. He should come in sharp, hitting his shots, at least in the first half. And he did none of that. I am, I, I am, I know this will never happen, but I think the NBA, Major League Baseball, I think those two leagues really, really screwed up the collective bargaining agreement years ago when it came down to player, player participation. But, um, it's worse now. I don't think it was as bad 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. These guys, if I'm if I'm the commissioner, I'm really I'm really going into the next uh, meeting with this, saying, guys, if you guys are going to just miss games because you feel like you need to miss them, then we need to have something with this guaranteed contract stuff. I guarantee you that would solve the problem. Oh, yeah. Sean was talking about how how John Sally, how he was, they were talking about how he was bad at the free throw line or not shooting as well as he could, and it cost you a certain amount of money by by not hitting those free throws. He was in the gym nonstop hitting those free throws. We need to have incentive in this world. This is this goes beyond basketball. When you have incentive to do something, you're going to be more apt to be available and more apt to give your best. When you when you when you give somebody something that they didn't earn yet, they're always going to go the lazy. More often than not, they're going to go the lazy route. You're not going to find that Kobe Bryant that money is important, but he's still going to get up at four in the morning and do what he does. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a, it's just, there's so many directions I can go with this and I don't want to veer off too much, but at the end of the day, this has been a problem that I feel like can be solved if you have the intelligence to get to, to solve it. But unfortunately we don't have any real leaders on this team. I will say though, that we are trying to go ahead and provide some clear. I hope so, Gary. I really hope so, Gary. I really hope that's the case. If what Adam if Silver, said, the CBA is coming up, and then the NBA, if, he believes that the load management is. Yeah, easier. if if Adam Silver and I again, I'm a you guys know I'm a big Adam Silver supporter. He has kind of dropped off a little bit this last year or so, but I, in a lot of ways, I can't blame him because he's been catering to a lot of the garbage that's been going on around him. <coughs> All the inconsiderate people that didn't back him up when he backed them up when things kind of hit the fan. But I think his, his Adam Silver can really put a stamp on this in the next agreement and say, guys, I can't, I can't have this happen, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it happening. If they ever go the way of the NFL, that's going to be the problem. Like you say, the guaranteed money is not actually guaranteed money. It's like monopoly money where, Somebody can sign a two hundred million dollar contract and end up only getting a, a, a 
a portion of it, you know, if they don't hit the right incentives or they don't continue in their contract where a team can just basically cut them for a small portion of the price and never end up paying anywhere near what they originally signed that player for, or they can restructure the contract. If that player is really doing bad, that's something that they do in the NFL as well. If the NFL, that player wants to go ahead and still bring that money in, some of them, as they know that their game is deteriorating, they can go ahead and restructure their contract as well. I think those are some things that maybe the NBA needs to look at. And if that's the case and it does get implemented, could restructure the way the NBA is played. It's going to come down to the TV contracts, which the TV contracts never go, never are never less than what the previous setup was. Something, something's got to give because what, what one or one or two issues are going to be resolved. Like Joe was Gary were saying, if, if it's load management and you guys can't play 82 games, well then, we're not going to play 72 and you're going to get your 28 million. You see that 28 million was promised to you. If you played 20, 82 games, if you're not, if you can't play 82 games, I'm not going to pay you the 28 million. If we're only playing 70, that's not going to happen. So it's one or two issues are going to happen. Either the players aren't going to get what they want or the owners aren't going to get what they want. And if the owners don't get what they want, the players definitely don't get what they want. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose in double overtime, 119 to 115. Before we head on out, guys, it is, again, the second half of the season for all these teams. The Lakers find themselves in 13th place while tied with Oklahoma City for 12th place. But... Right now, according to the way the, I guess it falls out there, technically in 13th, but they're still looking up at the Western Conference. Before we head on out, as far as the NBA is concerned, is there anything that you guys, and I'll start off with you, Joe, anything that you were talking about at the beginning of the season that you were looking at as far as team-wise that's a, that you know can reaffirms what you said and then something that may surprise you, a team that may surprise you as far as how they're playing, or something that this season that you weren't expecting? Not really. I, I'm not surprised with the current standings. I, I, I initially predicted Denver would be sitting up top. Um, Memphis is going to play well. Uh, I'd say I, I didn't know Boston would play this well. I'd say that probably is the one that surprised me the most. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they'd be this good. Uh, but the East is very interesting. I don't. I don't get a feel yet on how that's going to turn out. There, there, the the room is saying that the East is better than the West right now. I don't know if I believe that. Maybe it's a little West could head. be just beating each other up. Yeah, the West has been beating each other up for twenty two years now, more than that, and I think that can go two ways. It could be one of those things where you're you're hardened. So when you get to the East, you whoop them pretty badly or you can get worn out and the East can take advantage of that. But I look back, I look back on the East, you know, you look back and you go, what did it take for the East to be dominant in, in the end, the last, let's say, let's, let's say, let's talk about this century. Who in the East has dominated? 
all the way through. Maybe the Miami Heat in 12. No one really. No one really dominated. Like You're like, yeah, this East team is it's going to run through everyone. Really no one. I mean, I think the gap in both conferences is closer than people are, are, are saying. I don't think that, that the West is so far behind the East. I think it's very competitive. I think if they met in playoffs, as far as horse in the finals, whoever comes out of the West and East, I think it's going to be a very competitive series. I don't think it's going to be a, a Boston sweep or a Milwaukee domination or anything like that. I think that there's some very competitive teams out there. I think the league itself, like Joe had talked about before, as far as the dispersion of talent is there. You Sean, know any thoughts on the second half of the season, my friend? Uh, yes, Gerald. Um, I, 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 I said it before. I'll say it again. I, uh, I'm still, I picked, I picked, uh, the Sixers to make some noise in the East. And I still think that will be the case. I think that they have a playoff roster. They don't have a regular season roster, but like Joe was saying, the East is really top heavy. You have four teams, and then you really have everybody else. It's it's Boston, it's Brooklyn, it's the Bucks and Philly, and then it's kind of everybody else in the East. The West, as far as surprises go, um, you know, Joe. I know at the beginning of the year we were kind of saying. You know, New Orleans is eight and seven, but they're really playing like uh like a first or second place team and that's kind of bared itself out. They're 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 better than their than what they were playing at five hundred in their beginning of the year. Memphis is gonna be there at the end, I think. I really do. I think they're either making it to the the semis or the Western Conference Finals. I think they got the right combination of jam, defense, and um, like Joe was saying, uh, mental fortitude. Uh, I know Kenneth Stone disagrees with me, but I, I think Gerald did. John Morant is the best point guard in the NBA overall. Um, surprise team. Uh, a good surprise team would be the Indiana Pacers. Nobody had Tyrese Halliburton. Leading. But he's out for at least yeah. a couple weeks. Yeah. So uh, without him, I think that you know go they're going to struggle. Yes, significantly. Um, and then another surprise team is, uh, you know, I got to say it. It's, it's in my it's in my hometown. The Toronto Raptors are a really bad bad. Uh, surprise team. Um, Don't forget about the Sacramento Kings. Light that beam for them because they're yes. playing above 500, really hungry for that playoff uh, drought to 100%. end. Yeah, let's not put them uh, under the bus just yet, yeah. but I don't know if they'll actually be able to sustain what they're doing now, but we'll see. But I don't want to say that we have these like big hopes for the Lakers because I don't think anybody I spoke to on the panel had them above eighth in the Western Conference. If memory serves me correct, I don't think I had anybody. Uh, there was, I think I picked them worst. I picked them tenth, but most everybody on the staff picked them eighth or ninth. So I don't think we had these grand designs on where yeah, the Lakers no. going to end up this season. The thing no. is, though, if there's no moves made, it's just really going to be a really uphill battle for the team. Yeah, again, uh, the NBA right now is is starting to look like a a parody league. 
you really don't know who's going to win it all. Mm-hmm. And I even even the the 2012, you know, the East, even the 2012 Miami Heat, they 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 they, they were down three two against Boston in the East Conference Finals, and LeBron had to turn into Superman the last two games to win those uh, to win that series. So the East, honestly, I can I we can honestly say since Jordan retired in '98, the East has never really been dominant since that's 24 seasons to where you're like, yeah, man, that team is, it's going to run through the East and then, you know, tear up whoever's in the West. And then now you're getting to a point where the parody part of the NBA, and I don't know if this is something good for the NBA. This is going to be probably the first time since the seventies where you had parody. Mm-hmm. You had the Knicks win in 70 bucks, win in 71 Lakers in 72 Knicks in 73 Boston in 74, Warriors in 75, Boston in 76, uh, Portland in 77, 78 was um, the Bullets. The Bullets, and then 79 with the Sonics. So look, look at the, you know, you're looking at very, no back to backs. You're looking at weird teams like the Sonics winning it and the Blazers. And at that time, the Warriors, when you were used to seeing Boston and St. Louis Hawks and Philly and the Lakers and Minneapolis winning. That was a pretty diverse thing. And unfortunately, that was actually the worst decade for the NBA. <laughs> so they, and that's what, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being the MVP in that decade. So I don't know if parity is good for the NBA. I think the NBA needs dynasties. I, I at least that's, that's what I've been used to. And if you don't have that, what 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 comes of the league? Are we gonna wait for Memphis to win it all? Does the NBA really want a Memphis Grizzlies to win it all? Maybe. John Morant's a good player, but I don't know. We're... They've got a nice mix down there. Them, New Orleans. They've got they've got their they've got now and for the future. Not only are they they've got young talent on those teams, but also as well they've got a a trio that they can build upon for both those teams. And then, you know, Z was talking about how the Raptors and the Clippers, uh, you know, they're they're struggling because they have too many wings on the roster. But that also means that they can probably easier make trades easier, easily make more trades than what the Lakers or other teams can do coming up here. We have to come three weeks. We have to understand for the hundredth time, the Lakers are not trading those picks unless it's for a difference maker who would lead them to the championship a good player that would very well warrant a a a risk to take him to the championship laker fans laker nation whomever it is that's looking at the lakers right now understand this i i i uh i disagree wholeheartedly got to be got to be i disagree wholeheartedly i I think that there's a huge difference between um, a Luka team and a John Morant team. See, here's the difference. When Luka goes on the court, he doesn't necessarily inspire his teammates that they're going to win that night. They may win but he, he's not going to inspire them to win. When the Memphis Grizzlies go out on the court and John Morant is playing, they actually think they can win every game. 
that that's 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 the big difference. That's that's why a lot of people who watch hoops kind of separate Ja from everybody else from that group because he inspires his teammates to believe they can win. That's different. That is different indeed, but great conversation. I want to thank Joe and Sean for stopping by on today's program to be a part of our great conversation on the second half. Also, the best Lakers chat room that's out there here at the Lakers Fast Break has had a great conversation on the game, what needs to be done, what we're hoping for, and obviously what's happened in the second half as well as uh, Sean exits. But Joe, any last thoughts? before we head on out uh i was trying to make a point uh, initially about i totally forgot and but, sean uh, is back again hey sean what was i talking about before sean was talking that you missed him greatly yes Just beyond besides that the, all the five seconds he was gone <laughs> let's see if the crowd can help us what was i saying i think the the they're in stunned right now they're Are in we all stunned, stunned? silence Oh, you would take it's the Luca Morant, uh, I guess, argument that Sean was trying to create. No, 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 it was something okay. else. Um, anyways, I'll, I'll remember it later. Okay. Oh, it was because of the uh, the trades. We are not the only way we're trade we're, we're making trades is if the Lakers are getting an impact player. I'm talking next level impact player. Uh, they're not going to trade for someone without having to give up picks, mm-hmm. and they're not doing it to, for marginal players. This is something. Everyone needs to come to an understanding with what we were hoping to wait. And I say we loosely, I wasn't waiting, waiting till the the deadline was we were hoping that there was a team out there that had a contract that they wanted to get rid of a la Hog Assault in 2008, someone who's skilled and looking to dump salary. They don't want to pay anybody beyond the current year. There's really no one out there, and it hasn't really been going on lately. Not a lot of people have been doing that anymore, and I'm not expecting it to happen now. We're not going to go get Kyrie. No one's going to go trade, I don't know, Bam Adebayo for expiring contracts. Um, This is not going to happen, guys. I want you guys to understand that, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. I want you guys to understand that you, 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 you follow the patterns. The pattern right now is our leadership doesn't know what they're doing down to the players. Mm-hmm. Um, management doesn't know how to build a team. They're, they're clowns. Genie, Rob are clowns without makeup. And the only way you're going to be able to get the team you want out of this is if people decide that they want to come here like LeBron did. And Anthony Davis demanded because he knows his agency is going to push it and make it happen. Not Rob going, Hey, I know what I can do for you. No one gives a crap what Rob Polinka thinks or does. No one does. Um, Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, His side businesses that he came to Los Angeles for haven't worked out quite as the way he's planned. House party is being released this weekend after it was delayed taken off the movie schedule, put in one of the worst months for movie box office in January. So we'll see if it actually does earn money this MLK Jr. weekend and uh, maybe give some LeBron some solace in the fact that uh, he didn't play so well tonight. But once again, 
movie people, movie people, studios like Warner Brothers have been sucking at their job. Yes, they did. And you're so, and you're you're not the beneficiary at all because the fact that the viewers out there have to end up paying for it. HBO Max just announced a price hike that they're now more expensive than Netflix. Yeah. Well, here's the deal, people. You need to speak with your wallet. I watched Black Adam uh, last night, and while it wasn't as bad as it as some have said, that was all right. I like Pierce was, Brosnan. It was okay, just... even though Pierce Brosnan kind of looked like he probably shouldn't have come back. Uh, I think he should stay retired. Uh, He's never he been like... retired. He always does B movies. That's why. Yeah. That's why you never see he, him. He, he, re- he retired. Um, in my uh, that essentially is retired. Yeah, yeah. Would uh, you consider Goldeneye a B movie, Gerald? No, we're talking about his career as he got older. He's been a lot of ah, okay, direct to DVD, those type of it's with all those big names like Morgan Freeman, Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson. For every one movie they do that's notable, they do like ten others that you've never see that go straight to streaming or, or DVD. Fair enough. Yeah. The game that when you when you find out the numbers are 290 to two hundred sixty million dollars to for a film that should have been made for hundred and fifty million. And then you marketed it for let's say a hundred million, versus so that's two hundred two hundred fifty million, which is a lot. That turned out to be almost five hundred million. Now that number becomes a problem, and this comes down to people not knowing what they're doing. Just because you have money, just because you have cachet, oh, I'm Warner Brothers, doesn't mean you know what you're doing. In the sports and art world, you you have to be a you have to adapt at all times. And even when you do do all those things, you could suck. Because the audience is all that matters, guys. The audience in a performance service industry is all that matters. Not your feelings, not what you want. Sure, you know, you're Julia Roberts, you're whatever, and you want to make a particular movie because you feel great about it and you, you want it to mean something. Yeah, cool. But be prepared for it not to work. Because there's many fans out there that want to see Julia Roberts and Aaron Brockovich. They want to see that Julia Roberts. They want to see The Rock and Fast and Furious. Those kind of things, right? Well, Julia so. Roberts just found out she's not even a Roberts. Yeah, I heard that too. I bet I bet we'd be I bet if we went back to the anals of time. You're not a Soro. I'm not a Glassford. I'll find out. I'm some. I'm some. uh, You're not a Grice, Sean. Sorry. I'm probably some Bolshevik from God knows what because of God knows where. Um, We all think we're something until you you find out you're not. I think that's always funny. Once again, it's the Lakers. (laughs) Thing is steamed. (laughs) Joe, we saw the majority of the audience love trash. Sorry. That's a great point, Z. By the way, Z, you've been beating the crap out of me tonight. Yes. And I'm sure Gerald Good is feeling. Ger- you, you made Gerald a very happy person tonight because I've been I've been on Gerald pretty much since we got on or he got on playback about. I had um, even off off when I yeah, wasn't even on. Off. They were saying it was supposedly behind my back, but I was so much. Yeah, time. well, the thing is, I don't, I don't talk. I knew you were listening. I, I I'm watching who, who's on there. Uh, I don't talk behind people's backs. I mean, I have. No, you weren't that bad. You but I, I prefer to say it to your face. In front of and an audience, yes. But a lot of people can't handle that either. Like, I'm gonna hey, mark you as spam. Could you have done that? Could you have done that when we were just? No, no I don't want to do that. I'm gonna That's mark not you fun. As spam. This is spam. fun. Zangerstein has got your back all night. 
She's been Z beating has me up. been incredible today. The whole chat, the whole chat has been great. I love the conversation. Today was actually a very productive, very good chat. It is the best Lakers chat that's yeah, out there. The best. The yes, the Lakers fast break. I don't know if Joe or Sean will be up for a Lakers history one-on-one tomorrow. That's up to them. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do one next week if that's at the very if they can't do it tomorrow. So I'd like to do that. On the schedule should be back on NBA observations. I'd also want to get the trivia thing started later this month. So definitely want you two to go against uh, some prime contenders. So anybody out there interested in competing against these two in a trivia challenge, go ahead and let us know. Lakers yeah, well, I, I, I dropped a little bit of a, a feeler, guys. Just so you guys know, yes, I do know who's won the championship every year. Okay. And so okay. does Sean. Sean was quick with the 78 bullets. And he didn't say wizards. Say he said bullets. I'm just going to say right now. Yes. And for that, again, you will always be my friend. <laughs> we will have a trivia show that's coming up later this month. We're going to start doing a trivia show on a regular basis, Lakers trivia. So if you want to be part of that, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com or Lakers Fast Break anywhere you get your social media, you can always get a hold of us at. Plus Courtside Lakers on Instagram. We were part of that and truly appreciate Henry for allowing us the opportunity for being a part of that. He was a little bit at the beginning talking to you, Sean, early in, in the game on of course, our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. So thanks again to Henry for that. But we will be back. If we're not back for tomorrow, we will definitely be back for the game that's going to take place on Sunday at 630. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. Can the Lakers at least get revenge on them for their for the way that they dropped that game coming back from 10 points down with so many, just a few seconds left? They had a miracle comeback that was just short because the Lakers couldn't hit free throws. Can they find a way to right the wrong on Sunday at 6.30? And, of course, we'll be back around 9-ish, or 9 looks like, as far as the, the time is concerned. So looking forward to that. But, Sean, Joe, I already you know turned it over to you. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Uh, they need to win this back-to-back, Gerald. They need to go for. They need to finish out the homestand, win the entire thing. Yes, yes, yes. I said four and one. I this wasn't supposed to be the one. No, it was not. Yes, I agree. Four and one. So now they need to go four and zero oh for the rest of the, the homestand. Yes, absolutely. There's no excuses. But if you have any questions for us, you can always leave it. Joe answers comments on YouTube. So do I. Sean does as well. Also, as well, we go ahead. You can hit us up on Twitter, TikTok, Trovo. You can go ahead and try us there. Twitch, follow us there. You can follow us on Facebook. We just got a follower on Facebook during our comments t- tonight. I want to thank so much, Josue Juarez. I believe that is correct. I probably butchered it, and I'm sorry for doing that, for following us on Facebook now. Thank you so much. And if you get a chance, please go ahead and like and subscribe on YouTube because that's really important for us to do it. Go ahead and be liked and be subscribed to on YouTube. We're back over 400 after what happened last week when we had the major bailout because of we got uh, a lot of trolls that we got out of the woodwork there. But we're back over 400, shooting for five, and you can help us right here at the Lakers Pass Break. Thanks so much to Z and everybody else. Z, uh, Z says, Jim, it's not fake if it's tied or they already had the lead and lost it. Yeah, it's just one of those games, again, where the, where the Lakers – should have gotten it done, and unfortunately, this is a season that they're not getting it done in the clutch like that. So, 
Once again, the Lakers lose double overtime, 119-115, but we'll be back for sure on Sunday around 9 p.m. Looking forward to it from the crew here to the crew out there. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.